0: hey what's up you guys it's your girl dd your hostess with the mostest and we're back with another episode of growing up with dd uh i hope you guys had a good week i had a good i think i had a good week if you follow me on my personal instagram page and that is at d-e-d-e-s-h-a-r-d-a Dee sharday underscore on instagram you can see that i got my hair done and your girl is a baddie okay let me tell you Like, when a black woman gets her hair done, it's like a whole nother person emerges. Like, I feel like a whole brand new bitch bussing. Yes, bitch, I'm bussing. The only thing that was missing the top of my outfit, because I had my makeup on too. I had a nice little outfit, honey. I just needed my nails and toes done. Because your girl was a snack, lunch, dinner, and dessert, okay? Yes, I was serving looks, honey, for the gods. I was cute shout out to my makeup artist and we're gonna take a eight second moment of silence because henry the cat has gone to cat heaven and shouts out to my love because i liked henry i didn't get to meet him very much but we're just gonna go ahead and do this little moment of silence for him give us a moment and bow your heads rp to my dude henry but yes your girl was cute okay very very cute now all this week it seems as if i've been getting into it on social media with people i wouldn't even say getting into it actually i would say having an adult debate because no one got called out of their name no one who was a bitch ass hoe or fuck you ass nigga nothing like that nothing like that but some very um controversial comments pass back and forth between two adults. So, four days ago, Baller Alert posted a video about this white man telling, a white man from Texas, telling blacks and members of the LGBTQ community that if we stop or driving through Texas and we don't need to stop in Bedor, I think it's called Bedor, Texas, or Arkansas, we don't need to stop in Harrison, Arkansas. And I was like, why, you know? And he said, because these towns are very known for their affiliation with the Ku Klux Klan. So I was like, hmm, what's going on in these comments? Because, you know, we got thousands of comments, and I want to see what's going on. Because you know I'm nosy, right? So there is this one comment by this lady, and she said, texting here, these towns, um, are very much true, because Vidor is very known for their heavy, um, Ku Klux Klan activity, and, you know, affiliation, and I heard stories from generations past, and they still give me chills to this day, so I was like, ooh, this look good, so I went down and liked, because I wanted to see all 84 of them comments, right, and there was one particular troll account that caught my interest, and they said, Matt I ask why no Texan has gone down there to blow up the town or destroy some people or shoot some people or whatever because I'm from Chicago we don't play that shit, racist shit around here and I was like hmm let's see where this goes so I scroll down and when somebody replied to him and said we just want to go the fuck home so we keep rolling they replied to that person and said With open carry and y'all still scared to move around, couldn't be a Chicagoan. We'll air a racist ass white boy out. Somebody agreed to that. And somebody else said, Well, I live in Chicago right now, so what are y'all doing about the crime rate out here? Y'all are airing kids out and babies is getting hit with straight bullets. A few replies later, they said, We're not doing anything about the crime. Um, yes, it's unfortunate that innocent kids get killed in the crosshairs, but we ain't going to stand for no racist shit. We tend toes down around here. And I guess they were very, very proud of that comment because that sparked my interest to research what's going on. Like, what are sundown towns? My comment to them was, because they said something like, um, there's thousands of peoples in Texas, and y'all scared of 300 white folks in a small town. So I did some research. I researched the population of the town Vidor, whatever V I D O R, go research that shit. I researched the town, and it's actually a population of ten thousand people. So, I cried I replied. Vidor is closer to Houston than it is Dallas. So, good luck at getting some of us to actually go out there to start this little civil war that you want to start. And they were like, well, Houston, Dallas, whatever, I know y'all got some cousins or whatever that can, y'all can rally up, some non races that y'all can rally up, and Hispanics and other minorities to rally up to go ahead and um, take over this town. And somebody else said, if we're going to take over Villador, we should take over Jasper, Texas, too. So I researched that, too. I'm going to tell y'all what I found. I did the, the, the population count for Jasper. Jasper. But what I uncovered about Jasper um, was that as recently as 1998, three white supremacists lynched slash drug a black man at the back of a pickup for being in that town just because he was black. That man was alive for half for half a mile of that ride. Okay, he was alive during that shit. So you tell me why the fuck you think we don't stop? Because we already know it's like an unspoken law in the South like shit. Y'all be on y'all side, we on our side. You don't want no trouble, and we don't want the problems, period. But that's neither here nor there because they weren't raised in the South, so they don't know, right? So he was like, what did I say? I said, yeah, okay. So I said, the population is about 18,000, right? And we're going to need an army twice as large that's gonna hit both of the towns at the same time you low-key asking us to start a civil war within our own state when the state is made up of 70 percent white people 70 percent you think they just gonna sit there and let us just take over these racist towns hell no they're gonna fight back like even if they don't even if they're not racist this is probably these people's families and i'm not i'm not for the civil war shit that's why i ain't joined the army no matter how many times they send me communication in the mail, email, or whatever, I'm not joining no branch of the military, so stop sending me that shit. But, back to the point, you want us to start a civil war because of some racist shit? But, let me tell you, back to my research that I did. So, I went on Google, the World Wide Web, and researched some downtowns, because what what is that? I've never heard of that shit before. And I guess, um, you know, I knew, I had a feeling that there are towns that, you know, black people were not welcomed in. But I didn't know their names, you know. I just knew I was staying in my area and mingling with the nice white folks, the Hispanics, and the norm. I wouldn't say normal black people, but, you know, semi-civilized black people. Because black people ain't all the way there, me included. So I did my research. I found out that sundown towns and the ideology of them started between 1890 and stopped around 1940. But that was only in the Midwest. And the most famous, I guess, sundown town was known as Anna. And guess where Anna is, y'all? Anna is in Illinois. Where they don't play that racist shit out there, apparently. I guess he just says that they don't play that racist shit in Chicago. But your state is actually made up of 456 towns and counties that are sundown towns. And sundown town mean no niggas allowed after dark. Look it up. you find it. Look this shit up. I promise you. This is the shit that they don't teach us in school you know why they don't teach us in school because no white people (laughs) no white people no white person wants to (laughs) wants to be associated with those acts but if this is what's happening or what happened if this is history why the fuck is this not being taught in texas history Or history in any state. Like, it's history. It happened. We need to know what happened. Regardless if you guys like talking about it, regardless if nobody likes to remember it, we need to to know that. Because it's a part of our history as Americans and as black people. But I'm going to digress on that topic because we can talk about that all day. I do have another topic that I want to get into. um, Another argument that I had. I always particularly argue with this this certain individual on Facebook about certain topics, and let me tell you what we argued about this topic. So Fifty Cent made some comments about um, exotic women, saying that um, you know black the black girls get angry when they like when they say you fuck with this type of girl, you fuck with that type of girl, and he was like, well shit, that shit is exotic, um, that shit is fresh off the boat. That's not the type of shit that you see around the block. Now I'm paraphrasing because that's not exactly what he said, but you know, something similar to that. So, that's what 50 Cent said. So, I go on Facebook, scrolling on Facebook, minding my motherfucking business, sharing shit, because I'm cackling and I want you niggas to cackle too. So, I stumble upon his post, and he basically said, I agree with what 50 uh, Cent said. We do want to, black men do want some exotic women, because, you know, we're tired of the angry black women. Paraphrasing, those are not word per word quote of what he said. So, you know, me being me, and mind you, this is a black man that said that. I said, date whoever you want to date, but do not down-talk black women. And I left it at that. This short, simple, sweet, and to the point. He replies back, well, what did he say that was so offensive to black women? And I said, well, calling us angry black women is offensive in itself because it perpetuates the stereotype of, you know, angry black women or aggressive black people in general. I said as a whole, other races look at us as if we're already angry or already intimidating. So for you to continue to perpetuate that stereotype, that stigma, you're not you're not you're not helping us. That shit ain't cute. But if another woman of another race was angry y'all consider that shit feisty especially latino women and nothing against my latino women or the latino community but in the black community black men love saying that latino women are feisty when they get angry you know oh she's just crazy but for black women oh that bitch is that bitch is angry that bitch is crazy that bitch is always mad you know But if another woman of color or another woman of another ethnicity does the same shit that we do, we act the same way that we do, is not deemed as um, negative, you know? So, he goes on to say, and I didn't say all that. I just said, you know, calling us angry is one way of, uh, down talking us. He says, well, I've hung around different, uh, races and different groups of women. And y'all do seem to be the most envious women. If everybody in the world views y'all that way, then it's not just, you know, the black community. And I was like, well, duh, if everybody else in the world views us that way and doesn't get a chance to know us, they're judging a book by the motherfucking cover. And Trust me, we have more emotions than just anger to show. But if all you're seeing on um, social media or in the media is the negative things about our culture, the negative things about our women, of course, that's what everybody's going to recognize. But that's neither here nor there. So that whole post has started a whole um, a whole little thing. And my whole thing about it is the audacity of black men to sit here and down talk black women while raising black daughters. These daughters aren't mixed with anything. They, they just mix with nigga and nigga. But you have the audacity to open your mouth and down talk you, the women of your race. What are you going to say to your daughter when she comes up to you crying, saying that another black boy that she likes doesn't like her because her skin is too dark. She's not exotic looking. What are you going to say? Are you just going to tell your daughter, oh, you, you know what, it's all right. He just probably wants something exotic, baby. Like, what, what kind of shit is that? Now, by all means, interracial relationships, I can condone it. I don't have anything against it. Whatever. Do your thing. Love who you want to love. But it, I just want black men to see that we, we are down for y'all. You know, we, we are here for y'all. We will help build y'all up and uplift y'all. And just like there aren't all... Um, just like there are white people that aren't all bad, there are black women that aren't all good, but there are black men that aren't all good either. But, you know, we have to stop the cycle of abuse because if a black man is hurt by a black woman, he goes to hurt another black woman. And then the cycle continues because that black woman will go on and take that experience from that black man to hurt another black man. Now, evident, we have clear signs, red flags that The people that we're talking to probably isn't the best for us. But, you know, as I would say as people, I wouldn't even say as um, a community, a black community, but as people in general, we try to see the best in people. Some of us try to see the best in people. And we try to see if you can overcome the personality traits that you have, you know, the things that you have to be the best you. And we really try. But... We ignore those red flags. We think that we can change people. I would say black women now. I'm putting it back into um, our community. And, you know, we we just keep trying. We keep giving. We keep giving. Even though that person is taking, taking, taking. And eventually we get fed the fuck up. As such. But I think in the black community is a common trait for for what I see. Black men will be, you know, will, ha- will date and reproduce with black women but as soon as they get the amount of money that they um are seeking in life it's it, it's like they it automatically stop dating black women and we see it with athletes we see it with you know rappers we see it with R&B singers like they they cater to the black community for whatever it is that they're doing but whoever they're dating they're not black they're a white woman with wanting to have black features like she went and got her hips done her ass done, her lips done just to look like us but not wanting to be us and it just it kind of angers me because it's like everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga everybody love black culture but they don't love black problems and i i just can't fathom How y'all don't see that in the women and some for some black women that are dating outside of their race, the men that are doing that. People literally fetishize our race, our entire culture, because they want either don't understand it and they want to learn more about it or because simply to someone else on the outside race, we're exotic to them. So I just I just date who you want to date, please. By all means, if you want to go date an avatar, do that. I don't give a fuck. But do not ever in your fucking life turn around, and this goes to men and women, bash the the race that gave you life. Because if you came out of black pussy and you look blacker than fucking Flavor Flav, there should be, I wouldn't say there should be praise that's coming out of your mouth about black women, but there should never be any hate coming out of your mouth about black women as black as fuck as you are and my thing is how the fuck do y'all not see niggas always say um asians latinos uh muslims middle eastern women they're all exotic but y'all don't consider p- women coming from africa exotic because they're black they the, uh, african women are probably the most exotic women that i deem to be on this planet there is not one african person that i don't know that don't speak several languages like come on If that ain't the sexiest shit in the world, so bitch, you can tell me you can call me daddy and Nigerian and French and something else. Come on now. But, you know, that's not deemed as exotic. That's just another black girl. Oh, she's just a black girl from Africa. Like, see, that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit that I'm talking about. And that's the disrespect that I feel as black women. We we constantly get disrespected. We constantly get trashed. And it's like we can't act out on our emotions because we are deemed we don't want to be viewed as the angry black woman the angry black girl. We can't speak out in the workplace when we have a problem with our white coworker or another coworker of another race because we're gonna be that angry black girl that's in here messy and that's unprofessional and this and that. Shouts out the flo for that. But nobody understands the struggle of a black woman and a black man besides black women and black men. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Now people of other races, they can comprehend the struggle, but nobody will completely understand the struggle besides our community. So I posed the question on my social media pages do do you got do men, why do men of the black community feel like black women are angry? So the responses that I got was basically two things. The reason why we feel like black women are the angriest type of women is because black women and not just black women but women in general don't know how to let things go you will hold a grudge for the longest amount of time and i i can agree with that because i do hold grudges i will hold some shit against you and bring it back up at another time and they said the second thing that they said was because in conversation black women don't know how to effectively communicate without showing aggression or anger and i was like, okay could you elaborate the the responses that i pretty much got back was okay for example if you know your mom told you to take out the chicken and clean the kitchen you took out the kitchen, you took out the chicken you cleaned the kitchen and there's a cup in the sink she comes home yelling about the fucking cup you know she doesn't know how to effectively communicate to you hey why is this cup still in the kitchen why is it still in the sink what happened? Then I tell you to clean the kitchen? But, of course, she goes going to come in. Ain't nobody doing shit that I asked them to do. I'm at work all fucking day, and y'all niggas can't even clean up the kitchen. And I was like, okay, I can see that. My mama didn't say that specifically, but, you know, it's just something along those lines. Everybody's mom got, everybody didn't get yelled at for not cleaning up the kitchen all the way because they had a spoon, fork, cup, whatever, left in there. So, I was like, okay, I can understand that. And so I was like, how do you feel that we can communicate better Without, you know, getting our point across without getting angry. It's like, well, you have to understand that as people, nobody likes to be disagreed with or their side not being chose. Nobody likes to be told that they're wrong. So once we mature enough to be able to understand that just because we are being told that we're wrong is not being, is not being deemed as, oh, I'm not taking your side. I can probably clearly understand your point, but doesn't mean that the action that you chose to take or the route that you chose to take was correct. And I was like, you know what, you're right, because I don't like it when I'm not being agreed with or when my side is not being taken, but I can also, you know, take that criticism and take that, you know, you were wrong, you didn't have to do that, this, this, and that. So I was like, okay, educate me, young black man. I I fucks with it. Continue to help me so I can help be a better black woman in our community. And he says, well, if we all try And this is one particular person that I'm giving you these responses from. But um, everybody gave me basically these same two responses. But um, one person said, you know, I don't feel I don't believe that the behavior will change because it's just it's generational trauma for us. You know, but if we all band together and decide that one day we will rise above the stigma, the stereotypes, We can make a better generation that doesn't allow uh, certain types of behaviors and doesn't allow, continue to allow the stigma to keep going. And I was like, you know what? I don't probably think I'll see that in my lifetime, but I definitely will try to um, raise my children better than how, you know. I wouldn't say how I was raised, but raise my children better from the things that I've learned in my day so that way my black kids can be better. So, the last thing I wanted to talk about was like I said, I touched on it um, previously in the last little segment that I just had, that I just recorded, that I just said with um, the angry black woman. How our culture is fetishized, how our black men and some black women are fetishized, right? And the reason why <clears throat> it rubs me the wrong way, the shit grinds my gears, is because. People are fetishizing mixed-race children, biracial children, wanting to have a biracial child because of the features that um, they will have. So the definition of a biracial child fetish is an unsettling stereotype Uh, whereby children of a certain dual heritage are deemed more desirable based on their characteristics and complexion. So what that would look like is, oh, I want a little brown one. I love to marry a black guy to have cute black babies. Uh, This is a reason why I need to have a Spanish woman so we can reproduce together. Look at the reproduction. And it looks like, oh, it looks, and you can see this all on social media you can definitely see this on instagram there are several um mixed race babies accounts you can hashtag uh mixed race babies beautiful mixed race kids and it's always um black and something now now not in every case not in every picture not every child is black and something but they're something in something They're just not you know one thing and it, it kind of plays with colorism because with colorism, it is um the world's views of what is most attractive via European beauty standards. So I'm gonna read you some bullet points and I actually got this um there's this woman from Instagram. It is the Instagram name is called Adoring Black Women. Um it perfectly perfectly described how my feelings towards biracial children. Now biracial children don't ask to be here. I'm not talking down on any biracial child or anybody that has biracial children, but I am talking down to the people in different communities of different ethnic groups that literally only want to have a child with a black person because they want to have mixed race kids. So, like I said, back to colorism. I'm going to read you a couple of points from the post. It says, colorism, the world's views desirable in proximity to the whiteness with the same pattern following the relation of children. Rarely will you see a photo of a dark child being uh, popularized with the caption of, oh, I want one because they're dark. Darkest skin is deemed too far removed from something of uh, something familiar for white people that are comfortable that are comfortable with this obsession with mixed race kids perpetuates how blackness is viewed as exotic dirty and foreign and if you don't know to somebody else black people are considered foreign so even if like you know within our own community we don't call each other foreign to someone else, we are foreign because, you know, we are something that they see around, excuse me, around their neighborhood, around their block all the time. So, well, something that I want people to know who do obsess over biracial children is that biracial children are not exactly going to come out exactly how you think they're going to come out. Not all biracial children look the same. Therefore, you're you're trying to get a lighter complexion child with uh, certain color eyes and a certain texture of type hair. That is not going to always be the case with every child that you have. There is um, a couple that I follow on Instagram. She is black. Her husband is white. She had a child outside of him. She's black. Um, So when they got married, I think he had maybe had two little Asian children, um, Outside of her, but when they got together, they had five other uh, kids, actually, she says she has seven, so all of them actually might be hers um, i don 't watch their youtube, so i don 't know much about their life. I only know what I see on social, Instagram but I watched a video about a wash day with her with her daughters and her sons, and she tells me well i'm while well, i 'm watching and i 'm seeing each child has a different texture head of hair. Um, each child requires different things from when they need, you know, to get their hair done. One type has very curly, very kinky hair. One has very loose, very, um, thin hair. One, you know, is it's different. You, you're out here trying to play God, trying to get that perfect little biracial child that you have pictured in your mind. And that's not fair to these kids because you know what was going to happen to them when they go to school? Um they you know, of course, as black people, we make fun of everybody. So, of course, we're going to say, oh, you know, you think you're better than us, this, this, and this. Now, I'm not saying that that's right, but it is going to happen. They're not going to be accepted by, you know, whatever other culture that they have if they don't even like black people. Let's say, for example, if they were black and white. If the white side of that child's family didn't accept them, they're not going to be, um, they're not going to know that white side. If, the black side of their family doesn't accept them. They're not going to know that black side, depending on which parent is raising them. So, you know, if it's the white mom trying to raise her biracial child, she's going to know her white family because, you know, if she, you know, she's the one that's primarily taking care of them, they're definitely going to cater to that child. But, you know, that white mom may not introduce that child to anything of the black culture and vice versa. If the black mom is taking care of the biracial child, um... The white side of the family might not you know want to be involved in that child's life so you know the that child is not getting the the heritage of their their white culture because you know nobody's there to teach them that the parent can only do what the parent can do because you know they are a part of whatever race that they are a part of and it's like you're depriving that child depending on the people like generally, there are people who accept black people when they have a, a biracial child they they're not um calling them any racial names behind their back none of that there are families who genuinely accept their black their biracial children especially if they're makes black but there are a lot of families that don't so that child has to grow up with one not feeling welcomed in their own home like in their own family because you know they're getting called racial slurs within their own family and then when they go out to the public you know, they're not being accepted in the black or the white community. Now, nine times out of ten, you're more than likely going to be accepted in the black community because, you know, we make fun of anybody, so you got to have tough skin, you know, stick that shit out and learn how to talk shit back. But, you know, they're not going to feel like they're 100% accepted in the black community. They're not going to feel 100% accepted in that other community either. So... I just want you guys to stop trying to obsess over what your children are going to look like and just be happy that you have a healthy child because I see it every day. Now, for example, Blue Ivy and Northwest. Even though both of the two children are similar in complexion, Northwest, excuse me, Northwest, it has been deemed more admirable for her cute curls. However, Blue Ivy has been constantly criticized for looking too much like jay-z and because her hair is not um well kept or kept how you feel at it needs to be kept two children same similar complexion but two different outlooks on life because blue ivy is just black her features her characteristics are not deemed desirable but because northwest is i don't know what the fuck kim kardashian is but i'm really just gonna go with white um, She's white and black. She's deemed more desirable, more exotic looking. And do you not know how weird it is to fetishize over a fucking child? Because, oh my God, she looks so cute. I want my kids to look like that too. That's low-key pedophilia and you probably should start reconsidering just loving the person that you're with and trying to be the best parent to whatever type of child you happen to reproduce with. Thank you for my listening to my TED talk, because that's all I have to say about biracial children. Like I said, there are people in different communities that genuinely love us black our black culture, our blackness, and want to be a part of it. But I feel like some people just use having black children or biracial children by black men and black women as an excuse. To be a part of our culture and to try to get away with some shit that they normally wouldn't get away with because they wouldn't have biracial children. And like the the number one saying of racist people, I can't be racist because I have biracial children. If you're not doing your part to make sure that biracial child knows their other side and you're purposely keeping them from that other side, although you're not overtly racist, you are... Low key racist, you know what I'm saying? And if you allow your other side of your family to say any racial slurs or talk down on your biracial child, and you're not trying to defend your biracial child, ma'am, you're you're condoning the behavior. And however that child grows up, and whatever trauma that that child is growing up with, because you didn't protect them, is all on you. So I hope you guys learned something from me today. hope you guys actually heard what I am trying to say. If you have anything um, that you want to say a rebuttal to, if there's anything that I left out, anything that you feel like it was wrong or an opinion that you want to you know give me, hit me up on all of my social medias. I will give them to you again. I forgot to give you Twitter last week, but they're all the same. Twitter at GrowingUpDD. Instagram at GrowingUpDD. Personal Instagram at D-E-D-E-S-H-A-R-D-A. I have a email for it at at gmail.com. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed me this week, and I'll be back with you next week, some more controversial topics. Hopefully next week I have actually updates in my personal life. But today I'm looking like a baddie, and I'm going to go do my makeup, and y'all going to see another look that I have created for you guys today. Be safe, peace and love and happiness, and I will see you guys next week.